Welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish F1 show in association with PFT Travel, Tech and Tools, Palastorage.e, Richard Carney Engineering, KSNPM, Deliver It and Rapco. And as always, you can get us on social media at Irish F1 show. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and we are on Twitter. We have Mike Dermody and Barry Rabbit with us for today's programme. Gents, you're both very welcome indeed. Thank you, Kev. Nice to be back. How are you doing, Mike? Evening, lads. How are you all getting on? Yeah, sure. We're 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 not choking. We're not choking too bad. Before we progress any further, Barry, we'd just like to, you know, on behalf of everyone involved in the show, pass on our condolences, uh, you know, to, to all your family and uh, and close friends after the, the sad passing of uh, of Liam. Um all I can say is I, I've done some reading before we came on air. Uh, what a legacy, what a what a guy. And uh I know I didn't you kinda of didn't want me to do this, but the fact that you guys went out last weekend and did what you did. I, I think I'd it'll be remiss of me not to put it on record, even if it's something you may not want. But sorry, I have to do it. It's incredible and fair for complete. Yeah. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, he's uh, you'll be sorely missed. But um, there was uh, a weekend's of racing after uh, a couple of days after he uh, he he passed away suddenly, um, and we, we we had a chat amongst the family and ourselves, and we decided the best way to honour him was to was to get the helmets on and get into the cars, and it was him that got us into it. So. Uh, the three of us, myself, my two brothers, headed north and 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 went racing to with mixed results. Um, I've never I've never had as many offs in a weekend. I said I did I got twenty years worth of offs built into the one day of racing. So um, my head probably wasn't just just in it. But uh, Shane got a, a couple of class podiums and Keith got two outright wins. So the uh the 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 the, the, the two the two the two younger lads held up the uh, family name anyway. Even if I let it down a bit, but it was uh, it was a good distraction and. Yeah, it was nice to to to, to go racing and in, uh, in Liam's in Liam's memory. So thank you for that. Oh, fair play, man. Fair play. And look, thanks for thanks for being on with us here uh, this evening as well. So um, look, we've we've uh, we've a little bit to go through. Again, it's it's not entirely um, about competitive talk because you know we didn't get to, to have one after Dutch Grand Prix or whatever. But it's just been pretty much um, a continued massacre by 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 an individual <laughs> who is just pissing this championship. In fairness, though, <laughs> but there is a good bit, I suppose, a discussion to be had with with different things, maybe off the track, and even a couple of things that that did happen on the track. Um, I did see Christian Horner say that like it's inevitable that this run will come to an end. Um, I, geez, I, I don't know, Barry. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, not not anytime soon, by the looks of it. Um, I mean, they're just they're just a class of the field, which is it. It doesn't even seem to be enough of a sentence to, to cover what they're doing as a team. Um. And I think I think what you have is you have um, you have Red Bull operating, you know, a better car and executing it better than than the other team. So that's a, a double whammy to start with. And then you have you know uh, the driver and Max that's just on, on another level it seems. On top of that, so it's it's just as far as all the other teams are concerned, it's just death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? They've just there's no weakness, you know, with the exception of Perez maybe, but there's just no other weakness that they show. Um, right the way through that team, from from design through to race strategies to you know pit stops to obviously the driver himself. It's just there's no there's no chink in the armor at all. So if that can be seen, slick slick machine. And I suppose uh, the romantics out there might get the weekend, uh, given the fact that you know the races in Italy or whatever. We're thinking, okay, maybe there's hope here for the Fossey side of things. But uh, false dawn, I suppose, would that be an accurate way of putting it? Uh, yeah, well, look, I mean, uh, even as a Ferrari fan, I was delighted with Paul, but uh, it was, you know, when you when you when you watch what's going on, it was clear that um, the the Ferrari can't keep, even though it had fantastic straight line speed, but uh, on the day, you just knew its tires weren't going to stay there, and and it was predictable that Max was going to be gone by him in 10, 11 laps. You just knew that, you know. Um, and uh, it's it's the writing was on the wall, and once he went once he went past him, then it was like good luck. I don't think we 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 just saw his name flashing up on the top of the screen every whenever they brought it up. We didn't we didn't see him after that, you know, just gone. And as Barry says, you know, they're a the class of the field, and they're destroying the opposition. They're not just beating them; they're destroying them. And uh, I'm not sure that Perez is is as weak a link as as maybe he has portrayed himself or whatever recently. I know his confidence took a bit of a kicking, but why wouldn't it when you're trying to compete with a, with a team, in a team like, with a partner that can do that to you, you know, and to anyone. So, 
you know, I think I think he actually drove pretty well. Now I will say he took a hell of a lot longer to get past the lads to get up to second pit to P two, whereas Max just they just he just drove through them. They were just whether they they're more inclined to get out of Max's way or not, I don't know. But certainly Perez found it more difficult, but he still got past him and he done exactly what was he was paid to do on the day, and that was stick at P two. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, it might be slightly disingenuous and right to call me on it to say he was he's the weak link, but. I think it's not that he's he's bad, you know. He's had, yeah, like you said, you had he had his, you know, his wobble a couple of races ago. Um, but he's a very, you know, he's an extremely talented race winning even before Red Bull Grand Prix yeah. driver. Um, yeah. and even at, with that highest accolade, you know, and uh, on him and on the, those results in his, you know, in his pocket, he's still the, you know. I suppose the point is it's it, it, it just shows how strong the team is if a previous race winner and, and very competent number two driver is the only obvious thing you can say is slightly below par. Exactly. It just shows how high everything else is in comparison. Yeah. You know, because he isn't like he's no Egypt, not even close. Um, no. But but he's, you know, it, it's just a, in comparison to, to his teammate and the team in general, it, it's the only possible thing you could you could put a, a magnifying glass over and to go, is it just, you know, maybe he's not the last percent, but, you know, mm. it's high praise nonetheless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal team. Yeah. Has there been an improvement, guys, in terms of the, the production in the sense that whenever Max is basically, you know, pissing away for everyone, that they're cutting now to a bit more of the action? Um, or was there ever really an issue with that in the first place? Is it, Maybe it's not that big of a deal anyway, but, I mean, it's important if, if that's boring to try and make the thing as entertaining to the viewer as possible. And obviously it's quite clear that's further down the field now and has been for, for some time. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there is. I think just in general, there's more action down the field. So it's easier to, to, to go concentrate on something else. I suppose if you have 20 cars all circulating a number of seconds apart from each other, you got to show one of them, you're going to show the leader. You know, as opposed to going seventh if he's not doing anything in particular. So I think what it does show is um, just the competitiveness of the field. I, I don't think it's ever been, despite Red Bull, as you say, you know, massacring the opposition. The the, the field as a whole has never been so close that I can remember, and no. I, and I and and or probably ever really, to be honest. Um, you know, you're talking about one one point five seconds on longer tracks covering the whole the whole twenty car grid. So. So there yeah. probably is just more action down the field to start with, and then there's literally none but Red Bull driving away at the front. So it's a natural, it's a natural thing for the production company. But it's good to see because you know the default is normally to show the leader, and yeah. it's not always the most interesting yeah. footage. Yeah, and and I think I think that gets spiced up a little bit more when you see teammates going at it you know like for instance uh the two mclarens had a little bit of a bump and it was oh you know everybody got very excited and you know i, I heard someone's comments today about um carlos crying you know do we not want to bring this home because he was really feeling the heat of leclerc growling at his gearbox and it was like you know and and you, like when you t- to see him lock up his two for a and you're closing your eyes because you think he's in the back of him you know and it's like uh, you know that made for me that that I really enjoyed watching it, and you know there were teammates, and the, I'm sure the guys on the pit lane were were, were were putting their hands over their eyes and crossing their fingers and toes. But uh, it spices it up when you see teammates deciding that you know, affect this, we're going to have a go. It really does, you know. Um, I'd like to see the two Mercedes do a little bit more of it. If I'm being honest, I think I think they're probably the the, the one team that could do more of it, but don't. Yeah, well, I, I, I thought it was great that Ferrari kind of let the guys at it. I don't know yeah. where that came from Fred Bessur. Ultimately, I presume it did. Um, to just, you know, I know he said, like, no, no risk. And that's yeah. a pretty, you know, that's a pretty arbitrary. <laughs> One person's risk is another person's certainty, you know. So it's, yeah. um, but it was good. Yeah, there was a few times, like you say, when, when I thought it, was all, it could all have uh, come, come to an end in a, in a, a red carbon fiber mess at the first, first chicane. But, Luckily, they they kept away from each other, and it's good to see, you know, a bit of a, a, a bit of Dyson like that, and the McLarens, as you said, and it's um, yeah, I I appreciate it when teams let them go at it and have yeah. a bit of race and just rely on them not to do anything stupid. Yeah, it's, uh, it shows a bit of fate in their drivers, whether misplaced or not. You have to wait and see, but 
it was uh it was certainly it, it was poor old carlos as i said the 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 mirrors were overheating on that car by the end of the race because they were just he, they were non-stop he was just clearing them in the whole race if it wasn't for Stappen behind them it was um Perez and then ultimately uh his teammate Leclerc so yeah I'd say they've uh they've put a new pair of mirrors on it for the next the next round well worn out but he did great I thought he was all fantastic to be fair. well uh, he deserved driver of the day in my opinion because as you say uh, the, what he had to do for for the whole whole of that race is not an easy thing to do, and the other guy behind only has to make only has to wait for you to make that slight mistake, and game is up. And he, I thought he did deserve driver of the day. To be fair, anyone that's ever sat in one and tried to defend knows how difficult it is. When the old hand was, it's there with the speaker, dude. It's definitely sorry. It's definitely the the, the, the one of the harder aspects of racing is to withstand yeah. that pressure um, yeah. and like the, it, it comes down to you know the last corner parabolica I wanted a straight you know one little snap of oversteer one little hesitation or a short shift and come the other end of the straight into the first chicane you know that you're done that's it it comes by so it, it's yeah. not just oh I just get the braking right it's you need to get the exits right you need to get mm. the entry to that corner right and uh, there's a saying somewhere you know he, he only has to be he has to be lucky every time when the others have to be only... So he has to be lucky every time when the others only have to be lucky once. And, and, yeah. and he just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he withstood massive amount of pressure to drive mm-hmm. like that for whatever it was, 51 laps in the end. So, no, fair, yeah. he, he, you know, I think he got he got the absolute most out of the car and he did it in probably the hardest way possible. So, yeah, um, absolutely. And, 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 you know, there might be a little bit of a... Like, Claire gets all the kind of the headlines and the plaudits because he's... He hits the the high points. The yeah. highs, his highs are higher than than sciences. But you know, there might be a there might be an argument for science. Just he's just always there. He's always extracting the most. Very smart, very clever racer, and knows what's going on around him and calls the pit strategy from the from the driver's seat a lot. So, and he's yeah. and he's leading Leclerc in the championship as a result. Yeah, exactly, Mister Consistent. He's become really consistent. Yeah, 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 and like he, he he had it on. I know I've seen some people online going, "Oh, the wrong Ferrari is on pole," and they're like, "Well, he drove it, he put it there, you know." <laughs> like, oh, he's only on pole because Leclerc made a mistake. Well, that's part that's of it. Don't make the mistakes. Like don't I only lost the match because the other team scored more goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's yeah. the whole point of it, lads. <laughs> so it's uh, I I think yeah I think it was definitely a, a high 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 moment for him, and he, yeah, um, he, he deserved driver of the day, as you said. Yeah, but in answer to your question, Kevin, I think Ferrari, that was as good as Ferrari could have expected on the day. To be fair, and um, I and, and I think to their credit, for once they secured it and they didn't screw up behind the pit wall. Yeah, yeah well, it only one pit stop to make, I suppose, makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a good it was a good show, and um, you know, from from Ferrari and of course at home, and I'm sure they had a bit of a stonker and everything turned up to eleven. Um, in 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 the back of the car, but uh, you know they did it and they got it home. Yeah, so it brings us on to a point, Mike, which you want to kind of elaborate on. So um, I'll just say, does the put <laughs> does the punishment fit the crime? And obviously, there's only one thing we're we're, we're talking about here. Uh, but I let you pick it up and put color on it. Yeah, sure. And I know Barry has the counter argument ready, and and so it's it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> and I've got the top car, Mike. <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh, I suppose I'm referring to um, when Hamilton had his coming together with Piastri, right? I mean, leave, leave aside his experience and and his driver ability and everything else. Like he did accept to his credit that he was wrong. He put his hand up. He walked down the pit lane when he got out of the car before he got his helmet off and apologized to Piastri because he knew he was wrong. But his his punishment was a five second penalty that didn't affect him or Mercedes, but it did deprive Piastri of some valuable uh, points. More importantly, it deprived McLaren of valuable points. And come the end of the season, you know, points are worth millions to these teams. And you know, um, if you if you're a team with a with a smaller budget, like that, that's that hurts. That really hurts. And um, a lot of people were looking at it, and and I suppose I just I just thought would it stop? Would a drive through stop go penalty be better? 
But, you know, that, you know, rather than five seconds added to his time, is there a better way when there's something as blatant and as obvious as that? You could say, right, you're in pit lane, so you're losing 20 seconds coming in and out, and you're stopped for five seconds, and no one can touch your car. Would something like that be more appropriate than because it was a pretty silly mistake for 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 someone of Hamilton's caliber to make? In fairness, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue in this case that he, that Hamilton got off light for sure. Uh, like you said, it had no impact on him. Yet Piastri got bumped out of the points. To, to I think it was twelfth was it in the end, but um, I I I so I, I don't disagree with you in this case. I think the, the 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 my problem of it of that is from the it the rule has to be wrote to be um enforced the same way week in week out, um because we always hear cl- claim or cries of inconsistencies and stuff like that. So you know supposing supposing there was a safety car you know, 10 laps before the end and all of a sudden everyone's on top of each other and then the five-second penalty, the most Hamilton eight places or something, you know, then everybody going, oh, yeah, it was the right penalty. It's just, yeah. I, I think you, if you if you go the other way with it and you try and you try and make each penalty specific to the incident and beyond that to the, to the race in itself on the day at the minute, I think you just have even a wider range of inconsistencies then, or or at least appeared inconsistencies, and then you're bringing someone's opinion into it. So yeah. you know you're bringing the clerk of the course or the steward's opinion into it yeah. as to, you know, oh he deserves more because yeah. X, yeah. Y, and Z, and, and that's yeah. very arbitrary. That's very yeah. kind of someone's opinion, which is hard yeah. to hard to legislate for and hard to explain away then afterwards. So. Uh, I suppose in support of your argument there, the last time a man done that, he changed the outcome of a world championship and got P45 for it, you know? Very so. true. Very, yeah, yeah, exactly right. So it's, I think that, I think, I think they, they, they have to penalise the event or the indiscretion, not the, not the outcome. Um, yeah. Or, not, you know, um, because, you know, supposing, Supposing you know it didn't, it didn't give him a. It was a puncture he got, was it in the end? A piastri, was it a puncture? A wing. A wing, sorry, a wing. So supposing you know, supposing he's coming down the straight, the next thing there's a massive shunt because his wing collapses and he ends up, you know, like God forbid, injured or just takes out four more cars. Does that make Hamilton's mistake? more no. penalty worthy or no. is it just an outcome from the same it's a very difficult one i think it's hard to it's hard it's definitely hard to to swallow in mclaren's case this yeah. time around um a stop go penalty would be fairer in this case but supposing uh you, you get the situation there where if the lads get too afraid to race then all of a sudden they just go oh i won't go for it just in case i get a 30 second penalty so it's a, there's no right answer to it, and and it's hard. You know, there's nothing wrong. The, the argument in this case is definitely correct, Mike. I think he did get away with it. He got away lightly, and Piastri paid the price. I I can't understand how he didn't pick up a puncture on his rear tire when he hit that wing the way yeah. he did either. I just don't understand that. I think he was just so lucky to get away with his own four pack. You know. Yeah, and not to end up in the wall. Like the first yeah. impact, because the car was at yeah. thirty or forty degrees to yeah. the track, yeah. and and pointing mm. towards the, the the perimeter armco, which isn't far away at that point, but. Mm. Yeah, just came back. He's um, he's a lucky boy. Is Hamilton sometimes he seems to fall the right side of it more more yeah. often than not. Which maybe yeah. that's not luck. Maybe a bit more to it than that. But he's he's um. If you think of all the clatters he's had, with he's had a couple with Albon back in the day. He's had he's had several with Hamilton and others. He always seems to fall on on the the sweet smelling side and not in the in the in the unpleasantness, doesn't he? Yeah, oh. he does. To be fair, like I mean, I'm thinking back to. There was one there in twenty one where I think he, him and Russell came together when Russell was in the Williams and you know he ended up he lost the wing right on the entrance to pit lane or he 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 was in the gravel but he managed to get through the gravel and mm-hmm. he he does seem to have you know the the Silverstone one with Verstappen at the first corner yeah you know regardless of whose fault it was or whatever else and he could hold the whole show could be devoted to that but he didn't you know nothing he got away with it. Yeah, and the Albon yeah. ones and a few others. He does seem to fall the right side on it, but um, yeah, in this case, he he got away light, and and poor Piastri still still missed out on it, which was yeah. sad because he's at, he was after out qualifying, and to that point, he was doing quite well relative to Norris, which is 
it was actually, yeah it could get real interesting I think there could be um, there's, there's not, needle there already isn't there you can see yeah, it yeah I think I think it's going to be very interesting Norris has this um, kind of cool persona and you know he's the mm-hmm. you know he's the social media darling and he's the, all this but I, I starting to see chinks in it there that he's you know he's he's not as he's not as likable maybe as he might have been originally and he's he's starting to I don't know. The mask might be slipping a little bit. That's the mm-hmm. feeling I get with it. And and I think if Piastri starts putting them under pressure and and putting them in the shadow, maybe more so than pressure. Watch this space. I think you could yeah. have. Uh, I I think you might. Um, you might see in a slightly different side of the, you know, cheeky chappy sort of persona yeah. that he puts across, which could be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another another bat ca- battling camp for McLaren. I think coming. Yeah. Back. They've good. They've good, uh, they've good notes to go back on and see how to deal with it anyway. They've yeah. had a few down through the years. They've had a few down through the years. Barry, you've said several times about rules eating themselves and, you know, they, I think that obviously a lot needs to be rewritten or maybe in some cases just outright deleted. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if it's something we've, we've brought up in this kind of context before. It's, it's a consi- consistent application of ruling, but it's also consistent understanding of the way someone applies it. Right, so I liken it to, um, I will liken it to because you've actually started this trend was, uh, soccer. Uh, you mentioned goals uh, and and stuff a little bit earlier, so it's an easy one, right? So if there is a game, you will know that it's a referee referees a certain way. Yeah, won't get pissed off when you know he is strict because just accept that's the way they are. And if he's strict for everyone, you will not get pissed off. But it's mm-hmm. when that referee referees games differently. When he has this kind of persona, that's when people get pissed off. So, like, I think that's what you're touching on a little bit with, we'll say, maybe the lenient treatment of Hamilton at times. Uh, and if it's someone else, then maybe not as lenient there. This is literally what annoys people. And um, I don't know how many consistently make these decisions. Like, I know Massey, you mentioned, got fired under the bus. I don't know how many is actually involved in making this sort okay. of decision, how interchangeable are those people is this uh is this a reason for the inconsistency so so the first thing is interesting in it is that the, the race director so Matt, Matt massey in that in that day i don't even know can't even think of the two guys names now which is probably a good thing because they're not you know the role is important not the people so um the race director doesn't make any calls on, or shouldn't make any calls on on the incident itself. What the race director's job is to do is is to put that in front of the panel of stewards, where he mm. sees fit, and to direct. And the, the clue is in the name is to direct the race. And so far as he calls the red flags, he calls the mm. the stoppages or safety cars and and things like that. And in terms of, and then if he sees an incident that he thinks needs investigated, him and his disciplinary support team will will put that in front of the stewards. Um, mm. And then they decide, the stewards decide is they decide who, who is at fault if anyone's at fault and and whatnot. Which is why you'll see it pop up on the screen, you know, under such and such under investigation, and then mm-hmm. a number of laps later it'll say, you know, either penalty or no further action or whatever. And that's the two that that's the first notice that comes up saying under investigation is when the it's been sent to the stewards, and then the second one is the stewards' outcome of it, and obviously it takes a few laps to do it. The stewards themselves, um. Now I'm open to correction this, but the, the general my general understanding of it is is that there's about I think it's five maybe stewards per, per meeting, um so it's like a committee which is normally not a good idea, um mm. and and those stewards will vary from race to race. They're generally put Probably. forward. There's normally a, there's normally a an official from the local. So if it's the Silverstone British Grand Prix at Silverstone, there will be a steward or two from Motorsports UK. If it's, uh, you know, German, it'll come from the German MSM, they're called, the, the, the governing body of the, of the mm-hmm. country with, which, within which the race is being held. Um, and then you have a driver steward. And then the driver steward is, is literally, as it says in the thing, he's an, an ex-Grand Prix driver or very mm-hmm. high-level um, retired driver that's no longer competing. And he is one of those stewards. And his voice is no louder nor quieter than any of the other four, I believe it is five in total. Um, and they come to a decision amongst themselves, basically, with, with all their various inputs on it. So you've got a variable, you've got five different variables there in terms of the people themselves. 
and then you're trying to govern a sport that doesn't really have very black and white rules about every because it can't it's not like you know if you're playing football it's there's there's very strict you know the ball has to go over the line you have to kick the ball not the player this sort of stuff but in racing it's it's always has been very kind of not grey but you can't legislate for every eventuality and every variable that could happen on a racetrack um, so there was kind of overriding understandings and rules all through the years that that everybody interpreted different. Nowadays, with social media and everything else, and you'll find that the drivers and the teams don't really have an issue with this. It's the kind of the fan, the fans of the sport that maybe just don't fully understand that quirk to it, to the sport, whereby there isn't and there can never be an absolute black and white um set of rules when it comes to race cars of any sort, whether it be what me and Mike to be at in Mandelo Park or an F1 car or Le Mans or NASCAR or anything else. It's just not, it can't be legislated for every op. So it'll always come down to an opinion. So to that end, the question would be, well, should the stewards be fixed? Should it be the same five stewards? That, you know, there's definitely an argument for that, I think. There's definitely an argument that you have the same five stewards. But yeah. then what happens if someone turns around and goes, oh, that, that stewards, like just a thing goes around the internet that Derek Warwick is one of the stewards and who's an English ex uh, driver and, and there's a claim that he's anti-Hamilton for whatever reason. Hmm. So supposing he goes in as one of the fixed stewards, then the Hamilton gang will just say, oh, that's it. Now we have the wrong guy 24 times a year instead of twice a year. Yeah, and then there'll be a there'll be someone else that the Verstappen fans think is anti Verstappen, and there'll be someone that's anti Norris, and exactly. so you know, yeah. all of a sudden they'll be they'll be the bad guy twenty four times a year. So yeah, yeah, mm. but, but you've also then got to deal with inconsistencies within that same panelist shirts in the same race, and I think an example occurred in Monza, maybe Kevin, that's what you might be referring to when I'm not sure if it was an Alpine was penalised five seconds for causing a collision when they sort of rubbed. But the two McLarens were, were, were looked at by the stewards for causing a collision when they thumped each other. And it was, this, this, it was found that no further action was needed because they were in the same team. Yeah, now, well that's, that's common enough that they will, they will very, very rarely penalise you know, within a team because they'll feel that it's, it's kind of looked after itself. They've, they, they were both the... You know, but the aggressor. Is there not an inconsistency in terms of the application of the rule? Yeah, yeah there is an argument to say it, does, it shouldn't matter what colour the car is painted. Yeah, you just yeah. It, yeah. In, in, invoke the rules no matter what. So it, I, I don't think it's one that's ever going to be that's ever going to be resolved, to be honest. I think generally guys who have raced and who raced through the years will, will, will kind of somewhat accept that. that yeah. You know, like, like, you know, to your example, Kev, that, you know, the referee, yes, there's rules and everything else, but he might be, he might play it one way or the other. And I think what you have though in racing is you don't get the opportunity during the match to see what way it's going. You know, if you're in, if you're playing a match, you, you can see, Jesus, that, that was, you know, he, he could have let that one go, but he didn't. So that, and, and so five minutes later, you've got a decision to make that, inf that influences your decision. Um, on whether you go for the hard tackle or you go for, you know, whatever. Whereas in racing, you're cocooned away. You, you've no, pro you're not, you're not learning the, the, the referee in the way that a football player might be because you're just in your own little world in the car and it's all generally dealt with. You're not in the room even, you know, you just know about it afterwards. You're going, oh, I got a 10 second penalty. Okay, you know, that's it. Can't do anything about it now. It's a little bit getting the information, information too late to, to really do anything on it. So, I don't see I don't see a way out, but I see many many years and many Twitter spaces taken up with lots of uh, lots of arguing over. It's but that's part of, part of the fun of it as well, isn't it? When you sit there and you watch, particularly I don't know if you've watched some of the some of the sites on social media like F one sites and stuff, and you'd be reading through them and you you know you can see the bias coming out in the fans where you've got the pro Hamilton, the anti Hamilton, the hate Maxers, the love Maxers that. And 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 some some of their logic just beggars belief, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's fantastic reading, you know. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's I do love seeing how, how how quickly they can swing back and forth. That they get almost <laughs> an identical set of 
a set of circumstances, but their chosen drivers on the other side of it yeah. one time versus the other, and they yeah. completely just yeah wrap themselves up in knots, and they can say yeah nope no nope, it's, yeah. it's never his yeah. fault it's always his yeah. fault so. Yeah. To quote, the only to quote, one I know yeah. from a driving point, driver's point of view is, you know, I always, it was told to me and I, I said it since is, you know, watch the footage back before you, because your your version of it as a driver and what actually happened are very but rarely the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very rarely, because you have your own version of what happened and then you see, you know, and you'll see the driver saying that in F1 now, they go, I haven't seen it yet. They're saying, well, you were in the car and they go, yeah, but his memory of it will be, you know, it's why they say eyewitnesses don't make good. Uh, yeah. Good, well, good look, look, Barry, we, we were in Kirkistown together. We were we were racing uh, a couple of weekends ago, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw a couple of a couple of fine fine incidents between Formula Fords and even in your own class in the boss. And it was really interesting to get the different drivers' take on what happened when they were when they were explaining it versus, I suppose, what actually what, happened. What actually happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's no bad. That's not someone coming in saying, you know. No. I know what happened, but I'm going to put my twist on it. it, it you're 100%. I've done it myself. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Many percent. I was on his oh, left yeah. and he turned in on me. And then you watch the video back and you're on his right. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> polar opposite to what you remember. Regardless of whose fault it was, you're going, yeah. I, was on, I was on the other side of him altogether. I thought it was, and you know, you, you just mm-hmm. take that into account as well. And everyone had their own version of it. So, you just gotta live with it, and you gotta say some yeah. days, some some days you'll be the right side of it, and some days you'll be the wrong yeah. side of it. And over the course of a season, especially one as long as F one is these days, you just hope that it averages out, and you you you're not gonna win them all, and you know you get done by you get done a few times, and you'll be on the upside a couple of other times. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Just the way it rolls. You're either offside or you're not. Kevin, to quote your, to quote your football analogy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is turning into uh, a show that Barry Rabbit would never like to have any hand actor part in. But he actually knows a little bit more about it when he lets on, too. Um, He's a teacher, me lad, slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cost caps guys, so um, uh, re- reading up there that uh, everyone is apparently after complying with the, the cost cap procedures for 2022. I did see some funny information, again, referring to 2021, that um, Red Bull has obviously fed the FIA fairly well. Uh, and then I saw another comment underneath saying Red Bull also fed the FIA with a lot of shite. Uh, but I don't know how much truth is in that. And I'm not insinuating that that's what the caterers fed him or if they fed him at all, for that matter. Disclaimer <laughs> alert. But um, it's... Uh, I think this is um, it's maybe it's a sad reflection of uh, society, but it's it's a non-event. And I thought, you know, the perception out there was that people were hoping there would be something. Yeah, it's, it's come to nothing. Um, no. I think just just disappointment, nearly. Yeah, because... is isn't that actually a sad reflection of yeah. of, uh, of current and modern society that there is disappointment that there is no scandal? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think just because you'll have. Well, especially, you know, on the, I think probably all of them, but you've got the kind of... No, we know of anyway. Sorry, just put it out there. <laughs> well, I mean, the press statement was pretty straightforward. It says all teams have applied, yeah. have complied to the regulations, you know, mm. end, basically. And that was it. And I'm sure there was loads of furious scrolling down looking for, but Max spent 50 quid extra on a pair of shoes that he shouldn't have or something, you know. But it was, mm. I, I, I think there was definitely an air of disappointment uh, in some camps whereby they're like, Right. Well, we can't blame we can't we can't blame this championship win on, you know, a, an extra couple of hundred grand spent, you know, three years ago or whatever. It was, yeah, it was a, a air of resignation that they're just going to have to accept that this is a, a championship win. And equally, there was probably disappointment for, on the other camps that they couldn't now say, oh well, yeah, I know, I know, our team, i.e. Red Bull, got it wrong two years ago, but look, Mercedes got it wrong this year, so we're we're quits now. I think there was disappointment all around. <laughs> That, but it is, you know, on, on it, is, it is it is but kevin you probably know better than anyone um given um your media understanding shall we say that uh it's all about sensationalism and this would have been just another item that that you could sensationalize and turn into a story put a twist on and go off and let the conspiracy theorists have their fun you know mm-hmm. um and it, it, they're just so disappointed that they they have to actually look at really now what's happening on track, who what the best package is, and the fact that they're just better than the rest, and it's not down to the wallet. Yeah. 
you know what's gas, lads? Uh, just just on that, Mike, to be honest, like, you know, people would say there's, when you're cutting short clips and putting out on social media to get people to listen to the longer episodes, it's, yeah. it's no secret. It's a, it's an industry thing, right? Uh, people would say, oh, take the, the sensational thing or whatever. And maybe it's a it's a flaw on my behalf that I don't maybe do that, but say enough. But I also take great pride, I suppose, in from from our side and what we do with, uh, with the tree podcast that we kind of delve to the side of humour. And I think that's what makes the thing a little bit, I'm not going to say unique because there's lots of good, interesting, funny podcasts or whatever out there, right? But I see so much of that shit that I just want to put something out there that maybe gives people a bit of a laugh and a lighthearted context on it. So regardless yeah. of which of the three pods it is, um, people deserve to have a laugh too. And you know what? I don't think it's something that people are turning their nose up at in terms of going in and looking at the full thing either. But yeah. unfortunately, the default now is to go for the... Uh, the maybe the side. Yeah. But yeah. you can also have honesty within that too. And mm-hmm. when people see something that's honest, okay, someone else is going to get offended. I don't really give a fuck. And they'll be like, oh yeah, maybe I want a bit of that because there's the guys there. They'll speak the mind. And that's the platform. Yeah. That's kind of the world. I know we're going off on a bit of a, bit of a tangent. No, but you're right. I, I, I think you're right, Kev. I think what happens is it's a, it's a world of you know, clickbait and the more, you know, commercial organizations, the more, the more people click the story, the more money they make, which is, yeah. you know, through advertising and various other sources. But that's it. At the end of the day, the more people that click it, the more money they make. And as a result, the, the, you know, they're looking for these scandals and even the way they word things sometimes, you know, like there, there was one there about something about George Russell or something, but the way it was worded was like, it's almost like he was getting fired or something. But when you look at it, they said, I drove better in the other race, which it was nothing. It was just twisted around completely to make it sound like, you know, obviously people have a good race and then a very good race. But it was they were twisting the good race to be in a disaster because it wasn't as good as the very good race. And you're like, well, that's hang on a minute. You're just literally, you know, twisting things so yeah. far. I understand people put a slant on it and get a headline, but twisting it to the point that it's completely unrecognizable from what they're actually talking about. And the sad reality is, is that does it does pay, and we're going to see more and more of it. Um, but to your other point, I think you know it's not perfect. There's no, it's not cowboys and Indians. It's not like the cowboys are good and the Indians are bad. There's a great, you know, there's a grayness to all of it. You know, is Verstappen right all the time? No. Is Hamilton right all the time? No. Is any of them? Is any of us? No. You know. Um, and and I think sometimes when you get into the the real heavy fans, it's like no matter what he does is right, and no matter what he does is wrong. And I've been people have said it to me before, you know, oh, you know, well, what are you saying that? Because you said something about if I say something negative about Verstappen, they go, Jesus, he said something negative about Verstappen. If he said something negative about Hamilton last week, I thought he was a Verstappen fan. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of any of them. I don't know them. They could be absolute assholes, I don't, and I don't care. You know, I'm not going out for a beer with them at the weekend. Like, I want to just see them racing their cars. And some days I'll agree with him and some days I'll agree with the other. And that's yeah. it. There's no loyalty to any of them. And I don't understand. Look, I'm going to ask, I don't understand people getting, especially Irish people, getting absolutely wrapped up about, you know, Manchester team. You know, we are going to do this and we are players. Are you going to fucking another country? And what, you know, just enjoy it for what it is and don't get so. I don't know, so tribal about it or something. It's, it's you know... It's a, it's a serious concoction, it is guys, isn't it? Huh? It's, a, it's a serious concoction. You've got the frailty of the human mind versus the power of advertising. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you put it like that, there's a lot going <laughs> yeah. on, isn't there? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's the reframing of um, a false reality, really. Like it's, it's becoming a false reality, I would say, in in many respects when you see how people are now interacting and especially the younger cohort with a lot of this content and maybe that's you know they're being fed that uh and look come here it's it's one of those vicious cycles probably um i'm looking at it actually it's very interesting you should say it the actual f1 website uh albeit not behind the paywall you have to register to read a lot of the content Hmm. and um i found that particularly interesting because you know it goes against the argument, Barry, that you made there slightly earlier in relation to getting the amount of clicks to maybe have advertisers come onto your website. Yeah. Uh, but then I thought about it a little bit, but sure, they're on the home site anyway, which is free, and they can sell that as fecking hits on the site. And, and harvest emails by making you register. 
Exactly. Lauren Ian Asher, they'll go to a race then. Yeah, there's something yeah. a bit such a But it's also something a bit disappointing that like an organization with that sort of draw kind of has to resort to even doing that. It's an inconvenience more so than anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll, well, they'll have done the figures on it. But the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, the drivers and the teams themselves, I guarantee you in the quiet moment when the cameras are off, they're, they're laughing and joking about, you know, the time that Hamilton hit Verstappen and Verstappen hit him. And, you know, because that's what happens. So they, they, yeah, and they understand that it's going to be, you know, so, 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 some days... Someday you're wrong today, I'm wrong the next time, you know. Yeah, and they understand that because don't forget these are these are guys that have been racing since they're four years of age, you know, they know yeah. what they, what goes with it, you know. And it's it, you know, I'm sure in a quiet moment somewhere, you know, if they're having a beer somewhere, they they'll be, you know, digging, giving each other digs left, right, and center on the you know, all oh, that time you took me out to bollocks and da, 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 you know, whereas I'm sure they just kind of laugh it off and know that it's just part Which of the game. Is. But it's look just look at when they're when they're on on their off season and all the social media content about the three or four of them are playing golf together or they're going scuba diving together or whatever. They're friends, you know. We all look. It, it, they're no different than the rest of us, right? When we're in the paddock, if you're in trouble and you need to get out and race, we all muck in and vice versa because it's about racing. When we're out there and the helmet comes down, then we might take each other's lives. But when we get out of the car, we're back to being friends. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And we've all been we've all done that. So it's it's. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely they take they take a little bit and then they just you know massage it and need it bigger and bigger and bigger and it's the um, yeah it's a disappointing yeah. side to it you know to be to, to be honest and it's disappointing for the drivers that they're under such like I mean they're always going to be under intense scrutiny but basically every move they make there's going to be someone with a phone somewhere and they say something and that becomes like the human becomes the character. Yeah, and then that gets taken away from them. Like it must be so difficult for them to. to I suppose you have to accept you don't live a normal life. But like whatever well, happens, with the, you know, with you guys, you go and have your few beers, whatever. No, nah, we wouldn't happen. do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely wouldn't be doing that. Zero zero, of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's mad. I don't know how to do it to be honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah but, then, but then you get the then you get the statements that you actually do raise your eyebrows at, like the one that was made very recently by certain Sir Lewis, where he said um, all of his teammates were were way up the road from Max's teammates, and you know the inferences that that he was drawing and suge- the suggestion that was there. I mean, and he did say it. You know, he did say just, it. You know what? I can't get over with that. It's so silly because. <laughs> Why set yourself up like that? Like, because you know, because the, the the Saturday then after he so he said that on the Friday or whatever, and like whether he's right or wrong, park that for a minute, right? Because there's no, yeah. you know, people say, oh well, did, he had this points in that championship, it doesn't matter, right? Just park that bit for a minute and go. Why would you say it at all, right? Because it's not like Verstappen's going to go two tenths of a lap slower because he's thinking there's a nasty thing that Sir Lewis Hamilton said about him. Not happening. Yeah, not happening. Two, and then, you know, Karma will come back and get you every time because what happened on Saturday, only Hamilton got out-qualified by all of Max's previous teammates that he yeah. just discounted the day before. And you're just going, why would you set yourself up for a fall like that? Like, just It makes absolutely no sense to, no. to, to say it. Um, in the same way as he's been saying lately about the, you know, all the, the domine- dominance and the this and the that, and you go, pretty much anyone else in the world can say that, Lewis, except you. You, you, you had know, seven championships where you had that package, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. You're smart. Under, you know, you understand the sport, the smart guy, but don't yeah. say it. Just give no. yourself an out, like, you know? But I was disappointed in, though, more so than that was... Um, I think Toto Wolf is one of those, he's starting to become one of those characters that's a very good winner, but a really, really bad yeah. loser. And yeah. um, which is a really bad combination. I'd rather yeah. have I'd rather have a you know, a good loser and a bad winner in many ways. But he he's he's he said the other day something about Max winning ten out of ten was a non event and nobody that's only gonna be something on a Wikipedia page and nobody cares yeah. about that. Yeah. Just bitter shite. It, 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 it was disappointing. To read that was extremely disappointing yeah. from, from a man of his calibre. 
you know. Yeah, it's very- totally unnecessary. You know, there's no win going to come out of that. You know, there's all you have to do is turn around and go. You know, Max is doing really well. It's it's a great honor, and hopefully someday we we we'll have an opportunity to, to take the record back off him. Yeah, move on. You know, yeah. but it, it's disappointing to see that sort of stuff. And I, I sometimes wonder is, you know, is the social media side that we just talked about starting to infiltrate into the paddock rather yeah. than the other way around, which would be real pity, I think, if it did. Yeah. You know? and, and some people are arguing it is, and they're arguing that Netflix uh, it brought it in or encouraged it or accelerated that process with their drive to survive. Yeah, well, look, there's, there's you know... The, you, there's always a downside to you know we can say every every cloud is a silver lining whatever the inverse to that is you know whereas the, the, for, for you know there's always going to be the the negative that the positives bring bring with them but um there's an element of that there's an element just i think it's just people call it gatekeeping where those of us who have been into the sport for years kind of discount the, the 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 new arrivals and it's it's not that i think it's just sometimes the you know, like I don't understand rugby, right? I, I can't, the amount of, I don't think anybody, there's a very few people who probably know the rules of rugby, like, you know, but I'll watch it and I'll go, oh, he must have done something because the ref gave him a penalty. I have no idea what he did or why why being on one knee is a, is not allowed or being on, I just, I can't get my head around it. There's too many rules. But I, I know enough to know I know fuck all, basically. And I just go along with it. Like, and, and, I enjoy, and I can still enjoy it, though. You know, I can still enjoy it. Because they go, oh, he got the ball and he's running with it. Like, that's good. <laughs> so, but, but it seems that there's, across the board, in all sports, but in F1 in particular, it seems that those that, like me, about rugby know the least about it seem to be the most vocal sometimes. Um, or maybe they're not, or maybe they're just being put in front of us more. But there definitely seems to be an element of that going on. Well, boxing and, fans are worse, Barry. I think the really? worst I've seen is boxing fans because there is a very low percentage of people that have a proper understanding of of boxing. I'm not in that low percentage either. Right. But I mean, the next percentage that knows that the we'll say seven, maybe seventy or sixty percent haven't a fucking Scooby and then there's a few that I know a little bit maybe uh, somewhere there right but like you had an instance there like and I'm sorry for deviating to another sport but just to give a real life example two weeks ago where a guy there's a, there's a still of it it was a heavyweight championship fight Usyk and Dubois uh, Dubois had planned to hit him a body punch it was blatant he kept going for it hit him now this happens in a flash of course there's a still after it and people are saying that is a stonewall low blow and equal amount of people are saying, nope, that is a body shot. With the same fucking same picture. And I'll quote you this way. <laughs> it didn't hit him in the crown jewels. But right. people are still able to make the argument. Sure, James, it's like, if you pull your shorts up over your, your tits, right, it could be a low blow as well, sure, couldn't it? But what I'm saying is, like, it's not... It's you, you're, We're getting this in every sport. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, And social media is filtering well, in through it. And, you know, it gives like, a voice to everybody. That's the thing. And and that's, you know, 90% of the time that's good, but it does, as I said earlier, bring the negative Im- impact with it. And I think, unfortunately, you, you, you get, people then get drawn into it and you get the whole troll argument, you know, where they're just yeah. kind of, you know, they're saying inflammatory stuff just to... And that's so hard to avoid at times. Like, it's so hard oh. to not fight on that at times. Like, it's... what what The advantage of this is that it should... Well, what should be an advantage is that it should build discipline in people. Yeah. To not respond and not de- accept the invitation to, to every argument is there, but fuck it, it's hard at times too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you, 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 it's hard to bite the tongue, all right, for sure. But it's yeah, uh, for sure. Anyway, this is the joys. We had a million and one other things to talk about. I don't know, should we <laughs> maybe have a quick word on um, the, the whole thing about the, the rookies before we go? We'll keep it to five minutes. We, we generally go keep these it. things in around uh, somewhere between 30 minutes and, and three hours, I don't know, 30 minutes to <laughs> 50. 55 minutes but i saw a really good article and it's really against my grain to not reference the source but i genuinely can't find it and i can't remember who put out there but it was along the lines of setting an unfair barometer for rookies and the expectation that is required based upon the performances of hamilton and verstappen's which for the most part seem to be the exception to the rule george russell was thrown in there as well uh, that's a non-argument absolutely because he yeah, served as yeah. apprenticeship, as we discussed before we came on air, and uh, quite quite obvious in that regard too. But I would like to to uh, to get your thoughts on this. I thought uh, you know there was a lot of sense in that particular 
argument in relation to the expectations and uh, the time frame given to deliver upon those. So obviously, the breeze is gone. You know, the sergeant, the sergeant talk, um, interesting and stuff. But it, it does beg that that whole thing. Is it? Uh, it, are these guys being being judged fairly? Are they been given enough time? Are they been given too much time? Mike, I'll bring you in first. Okay, well, I suppose uh, Barry. I've heard Barry say this many, many times. You know, the paid drivers are they're, they're, you know they're employed as drivers in a team that is essentially also a business, right? Okay, um, they have to be close to their teammate. They have to to be showing uh, some sort of promise and improvement, even as a rookie. Uh, I know I was I was critical of the way debris debris was handled, and Barry gave a very good counter argument to that in my in the last time I was on. Uh, but I suppose if you take it if you take take it out of context in terms of F1, are you being hard on a new guy coming in? You know, there's so many people who want his job who could do his job that what also want to see if I or Barry go and play someone in the morning and we're paying him that salary and we're giving him all of that and that support, we're expecting a result. If we're not getting that result, we're having a chat, we're looking at a three-month review. By the time six months comes, son, you're not really for us. We're going to be nice to you. You'll go off and find another job. So I suppose there's loads of ways of looking at it. Jesse can feel the sympathy like I did back uh, a couple of months ago for, for debris and you can, can sympathise towards him. But you also have to look at it in real terms in respect of, particularly if you're um, if you're a weaker team where results are everything and, and you don't have the budget to go and get the Alonzos of this world. You don't have Aston Martin's money. So so you're lucky, you're, you're looking to bring in a guy. If you're lucky enough, you get a Piastri who sits into the car and after four or five races starts to dial it in and he's, he's tuning in and he's going. You, you might be unlucky enough to, to have had Devry who really didn't show any promise over the time. And we, the, the jury is still out on Sergeant, and and I I wouldn't be at all surprised if he doesn't have a drive next year, and I equally wouldn't be at all surprised if Mick Schumacher found his way found his way into into that Williams next year. Funnily enough, but there's there's no there's, there's there's no way of predicting that we don't have the last ball. But it's 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 an easy statement to make. I made it a couple of months ago. I listened to a very reasoned argument, and having listened to that, I can see the both sides of the discussion here. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's very hard to to add to what Mike said there. He's, he's he's covered it very well, and that's, you know, the end of the day. Not to repeat, but they are there to do a job, and if they're not doing the job, you know, out they go. And if you if these these are teams of a thousand people, well, let's say there's you know a hundred of them go to the track each weekend and and are working trackside, you wouldn't give a the lollipop guy or the front left wheel remover guy or insert numerous other important but not critical jobs here to a guy and kind of allow him to be the little bit the slower on the wheel change or you know bad at pulling the lollipop in or you know the truck driver with the cars in the back of it and you know with a provisional license like you know they're not going to be given opportunities to 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 for their inexperience to drag the team down, you know. Um, so why would you give it to a guy who's literally the, the, the pinnacle, some might say, of the team, i.e. the driver, where no matter if everything else is done right, he can he can stuff it up at worst or just be, you know, you know, mediocre at best. Um, it's not, the, the teams are not there as a vehicle, excuse the pun, for the driver. You know, the, the, the driver is there to perform a job for the team. They happen to get a, a lot of the upside out of it and they happen to be the people we talk about and the guys that get the best pay and all the rest of it. But somewhere along the lines, Enzo Ferrari designed a car and he went out and he hired the best guy he could to drive it because that wasn't him. And that's it. They're an employee of the team and they have to do a job. Um, it's, there's, it's not a charity. They're not there to promote, you know, Red Bull doesn't exist they have a good driver program. They have a good, um, uh, like a lot of teams, academy or whatever you want to call it, junior driver program. But those programs are not there to be a helping hand to drivers. Those programs are there for them to find an asset, i.e. A, a Vettel, a Verstappen, a Leclerc in the case of Ferrari, um, and all these other guys. That's what they're there for, to, to, to find an asset that will, that will increase their team slash businesses performance and you know results going forward 
Um, and and if if they take a chance on someone, it doesn't work out, like in the case of Sergeant or the Freeze, you know, they don't need to apologise for the fact that they gave someone an opportunity and they weren't able to, 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 to carry it through. Um, the other thing as well is it's not necessarily just about, oh, well, he only got six months or he only got a half a season, as in the Freeze's case. I think the real problem was there was no improvement coming. That was the problem. It was flat. It was right where we get, okay, he's, nobody expected him to be, you know, on the pace of, let's say, Zenoda or whatever, or Ricardo's or whoever this world immediately. But you would like to see an improvement. Like Mike says, you give a new guy a job, he's not going to walk in the first day and do it as well as the guy is doing it, you know, five years, obviously. If he did, you'd have a question over the guy who's doing it five years. Yeah. But you would like to see month two, he's now closer to the guy who's doing it. Month three, he's a little bit closer. And, yeah. and I think in the likes of the Freeze and Sargent's case, what you're seeing is just a plateau. And, mm. and, and that's the problem. It's, if they were still on a rising tide, they'll be kept because they don't know yet where the, where the peak is. Um, with these other guys, I think they, they got a feeling that are like, like, that's the peak. And unfortunately, that's not high enough. And the glass yeah, ceiling. Yeah. I'd go as far as saying, because you'd mentioned George Russell, uh, he is a fantastic pilot. There's no taking it away from him. You know, all of those guys are great pilots. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be looked at, let's be clear. Uh, but Russell is a really talented pilot. But he was also very fortunate to be given three years in that Williams. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know? Yeah. Uh, you look you look at Piastri sitting into okay, when he sat into it, it was a very average McLaren and they suddenly found a magic formula and got and got it moving again. But but it he has very quickly started to match his teammates uh times in that car very quickly. You know? Piastri. Yeah. 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 Well, so he's like, like he's a rookie, he's an example of what you're expecting or somewhere towards what you're expecting to see when you're bringing in a rookie. You well, know, hoping for. They're bringing the yeah. rookie in in the hope of yeah. finding a Piastri, a Vettel, a, a yeah. Verstappen, a Leclerc. They're hoping for that. But, you yeah. know, it's a numbers game. They're not all mm. going to be at that level. And no. they shouldn't be apologising for going, right, we'll give you a go. Oh, I didn't work out. Okay. You know, I mean, we wouldn't expect it in any other walk of life. You know, you wouldn't get someone in to, you know, host a radio programme for talk's sake. And, you know, be uh, 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 and dead air and, you know, playing the wrong song and everything else. Go, I will... I'll, I'll listen to him for another four months. He might get better. Like, you just listen to the next station the next day. It's as simple as that. You know, but you, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, you know, if you took someone on to paint your house and he was, I'm just learning. So don't mind if I get a bit of paint on the ground or on your kitchen units. Like, you know, I'm learning. You'd be down to the pub going, it's easy. I got to paint the house. Like, you'd be gone by, the, by lunchtime, you know. But yeah, in a Formula One driver, we're supposed to give them two, three years in case that, you know, ah, God love him. You know, he might get better. Sorry. You know, it doesn't work that way. Three boys yeah, the expectations are set by each team of what they want or yeah, what they expect essentially from each driver. If they're not getting to those, uh, like the driver has obviously accepted that this is the barometer. Maybe they know occasionally in their heart of hearts that geez, I, I don't know, am I am I able to hit that? They probably they have so much ego and belief they probably do think they will, regardless. And if they don't, sure they shouldn't really be there in the first place, I guess. But what I'm trying to say is, like, whenever it comes a time when you're not achieving that, like everything, it's day day, as the fella said. And, and the other, it, the other thing know. to take into account, Kev, is years ago, they, I know they would have decided, oh, like this guy got longer and that guy got longer, but it's not that long ago that that those caliber and level of drivers were paying for their drive. That Correct, doesn't yeah. really happen anymore. So you know, when they're paying, the teams can be a lot more for. for Forgive, for, you know, and, offer and, a lot more forgiveness when the check is clearing every week. Right? Yeah, but if they're sitting yeah. there going like, "Hey, I exactly. Pay for this. exactly," and to put it into context, right? Uh, is it 12, 12 races? Is half a season now? It's not that long ago. Twelve races was a whole season. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you not know? far off it. Yeah. Not far yeah, off. It's yeah, yeah, you know? given a full season. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and simulators and, you know, they've loaded other tools. To, 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 that they didn't have, everything. like, 10 years ago, they didn't have a simulator like they have today where you can sit there and you can knock the, 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 the sharp edges off first. And the drivers, drivers, um, th th there was a bigger gulf between, like, F3 or uh, F3000 and, F and F1. There was a bigger gulf. Sure. There was, to, to, sure. you know, the drivers now arrive much more heavily prepared, much closer to the finishing yeah. to the finished article. So yeah. it's not like you're going to find a diamond in the rough 
you know, and oh. a, a, a Gilles Villeneuve or an Alessi or someone like that that just, you know, goes out and makes all the mistakes, but has got blistering pace, you know. But they arrive very close to the finished article. So you're going to Piastri as a classic example, you know, Norris a couple of years ago, Hamilton. Yeah. These guys arrived, they didn't arrive and go, you know, find oodles of pace by just learning stuff, you know, they, they, they find incremental difference. So, don't, you know, don't forget, Hamilton was in the McLaren Driver Academy for a long time before the yeah. put him in. Yeah, he's probably the, one of the earliest, best yeah. drivers that, to, yeah. to arrive in F1. So, yeah. the, the, the teams, they, they're looking at it and they're going, right, this guy, most of them are going to be arrive at, say, 95% of their ultimate, you know, they'll have the figures, don't you worry, they'll have the figures and data to back it up, they'll arrive, but generally, going in his first year will be about 95% of what he'll, what he'll peak at, and they'll look at it and they'll go, well, right, well, 95% of this is still not going to be enough, so, or 100% of your is not going to be enough, so, uh, off you go, sunshine, and yeah. that's it, and, you know, yeah. don't feel too sorry for them if they land in WEC and Le Mans and Formula E and everything else, you know, it's, they're not being, they're not, they're not heading down the social welfare office. No, they're not. No, no. <laughs> yeah, the backup, the backup plan is not too shabby at no. all. So we've got, we've got a couple of weeks now. Um, well, what week and a half, I guess, for, uh, for, for Singapore. Um, I genuinely do wish that um, the race calendar was. Uh, I'm not going to say 12. It's probably we all wanted a few more of them, of course, but there's way too much. That's it's, it's yeah. like. Even with the gap there, I'm just probably personally speaking, it was like, we're going back to this, it's kind of finished up now at this stage. And I, I appreciate that it's one of those kind of bizarre years where he's just walked this now, Max has but, um, Yeah, yeah, it's just a bit annoying, I suppose, and a bit frustrating that there's still whatever amount of more races left. What have we got? Is it? We must check the calendar seven? now. Seven, seven still. Like, and that's, that's how I'm looking at it. There's still seven. There's still seven, and like maybe maybe that's just a negative outcome. And... Well, a full a full club race and championship is seven races. <laughs> and we're heading to the last second last round this weekend, you know, or last round of many championships. Last round, last, last round. round. Yeah, it's technically, yeah, there is one that some teams take count or some championships count like over. But yeah, it's the last or the second last round of the Irish championships mm. this weekend, and there's still seven a whole season one worth. One. Yeah, one left to go. So I'm not I'm, I'm not saying. F1 should have seven events, one a month, or whatever. But you know what I mean. It does kind of put it into into stark reality that there's a whole club, national club racing, worth of championship races yet to happen in in in, in F1. You know yeah. when when they when they and all the national championships are finishing up for the season. So yeah, and if you if you put that back into context of some of the points Barry was making just now around. Um, the, the, what that involves. Imagine the work and and the input and the energy and everything from any team to 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 turn around twenty plus races in a season with the travelling they have to do with a thousand people back at base, all the development they're they're doing testing and everything else. They they need a driver that's going to get in and get the most out of what they're doing. Otherwise, they're they're just standing still. Then you've got twenty races next year, and you've lost the major sponsor because you stood still. You're what not happens put then? An engine in the car that takes eight races to get up to temperature, and and performance. You know, you're not going to put put no. tires on the car that take eight races to to, to be at their best. You know, you need to, yeah. they need to hit the ground running, and and you need to see improvement. And I think it's the improvement factor is the big is the big one. Yeah. Um, exactly. and they're not like, you know. Who's gonna? I can't even think of someone that, that would have like you take like Sergeant. Does anyone, even Sergeant's biggest fan, think he's going to end up a Formula One world champion? No, oh, is he an extremely competent racing driver that could win on pretty much any level? Yeah, you, yeah for sure. But, Absolutely. but there's, they're two different things, you know. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. you know, there's, and, and there's a place for all of them, don't get me wrong, there's a place for all of them, <laughs> but you know. If you if you're coming in and your your USP is that you you know or you're in the seat because they think you might be the next you know big thing and you don't show that you are well then you're out that's it yeah. you know as simple yeah. as that and yeah and they'll go looking for the next one you know mm-hmm. I say it's not that different you don't go you wouldn't go to a restaurant. That wasn't great, and and keep going to it week after week, and keep leaving a hundred quid behind the towel at the, the counter and going. 
someday he'll get the steak right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe in maybe in six months' time, if I order enough steaks, I'll get it the way I want it. Like, you go once, and you can probably won't go back again. You better get a bowl of chips for that money nowadays, and yeah, then honestly, yeah, exactly, yeah. that's a different <laughs> yeah. story altogether. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. So we'll give a shout to PFT Travel, Tech and Tools, Rapco, KSMPM, Deliberate, Richard Carney Engineering, and Palestorage.ie. And Mike Barry, really enjoyed the chats this evening. Um, I can't believe we're up to an hour and uh, an hour and five minutes. It is a good bit longer than what we what we generally do, but we touched on a lot of uh, a lot of things. Some F one related, some not F one related, but it all boils down to. Um, I suppose different different quirks and flavors of of life and society, uh, which which F one is a big part of for a lot of people. So we we tried to make it somewhere relevant. So <laughs> thanks a million again. For, for Barry, Barry, you need to go and look up the rules of rugby because you've got two months of it all over the TV. So you need to <laughs> I'm blissfully ignorant, and I'm just every time the lads in green get the ball and they run from left to right, I'll be happy. Yeah. And I'll enjoy it for that. Well, you let me know what they are, Barry, when you're after doing it because I haven't a fucking clue either. <laughs> <laughs> we're, over, we're over now lads thanks a million good night good evening lads